What is the secret to health and human flourishing? To living a life in the fullness of what you could be? What if this whole time, who you were meant to be was already within you, waiting to arise, waiting to expand? Each and every one of us is made to bloom. And each of us together can brighten the whole world. I'm Sarah Walters, and I welcome you to Bloom, the podcast. All I want for Christmas are some boundaries, some boundaries, some boundaries. Gee, if I could only have some boundaries, then I would wish you Merry Christmas. I just came up with that song, that version of the song, just now as I was opening my garage band because it fits what we're going to talk about today. During the holidays, there is buzz in the air about getting together with family and sometimes the hardship that brings up for people. And so I want to talk about. Um, the question, how do I survive being around family for the holidays? Maybe you're able to relate to that question. Now, obviously, the level of dysfunction from family to family can vary greatly. But one thing is for sure. Nothing kicks up our most immature, childlike, reactive selves quite like being around family whether it's your nuclear family or your in-laws or you're in a blended family. Holidays mean being in each other's spaces and people coming in with different expectations as to how things should go and power struggles and having to actually communicate about gifts and plans, which can be so challenging. Another thing that can make holidays so difficult with family is that unresolved issues from the past can surface and show up in either kind of covert, passive-aggressive ways or just outwardly very aggressive ways. And so when that happens, when challenges arise, when tension rises, our ability to think and be thoughtful in our responses drops. It decreases. And we end up adding to the drama versus actually making things better. It might be helpful for you to know that the same things that we did as children to survive the dynamics of our family systems can end up being the exact same way we continue to show up as adults. And it means that we get stuck in those same patterns year after year. But I want you to know that you don't have to show up the same way. You can create a new system and a new way of entering into your family system if you want to. It just takes some thoughtfulness. And after all, a healthier, more thoughtful version of you entering whatever family system you're around for the holidays ends up making the system healthier as a whole. So I want to arm you with some good stuff to think about before you head into the lion's den, hopefully to keep your Christmas a little more calm, merry, and bright. And to do that, we need to talk about boundaries, boundaries. In specific, your need to know what your boundaries are and how to set them in kind and clear ways. Okay, so let's talk about boundaries. What are they? 
A boundary is an imaginary line that separates me from you. They separate your physical space, your feelings, needs, and responsibilities from others. Your boundaries also tell other people how they can treat you, what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. So just to kind of put this out there, I want you just to imagine for a minute that everyone in the world has a hula hoop around them, around their body, and everything within that hula hoop is that person's responsibility. So what that person feels and does and says is all within that hula hoop. And every person is responsible for managing what's in their hula hoop, no matter what anyone else does in another hula hoop. When we come in contact with each other, our hula hoops connect. If they overlap too much, however, we can lose a sense of what's me and what's you. This is called fusion. And fusion creates confusion. When you are in fusion with another person, and usually, as a side note, we can pretty naturally fuse with our parents really easily and not know it. But when you're in fusion, you start wanting to fix, protect, save, control, or rescue others. When we're in fusion, we try to manipulate others or are manipulated by others. And so without boundaries, people may take advantage of you because you haven't set limits about how you expect to be treated or vice versa. You may have a hard time not overstepping your bounds and taking advantage of others in in their inability to set their limits. Now, if you are someone that has trouble setting boundaries, trust me, you are in such good company. We all, to a certain extent, struggle with this, and, and there's nothing that can make us compromise our boundaries and our limits quicker than being in the presence of people we want approval from. I really want you to understand, however, that having trouble setting boundaries with others is actually a self-esteem issue. It's about a need to impress or be accepted by another in order to make us feel more secure in ourselves, which points to an underlying insecurity. It tends to say, I'm only okay with myself if you are okay with me. And so problems with setting boundaries tend to stem from childhood. Setting, setting boundaries well is it's not something that we develop usually from our earlier years. It's a learned skill. And, and most of us have found through our early experiences that to receive love or acceptance or approval that we must sacrifice our own needs and what feels comfortable to us for the sake of another in order to impress another or get their uh, approval. And so we learn not to listen to what our bodies and minds tell us about what to do or how to be and what feels safe because we learn to get affection by complying with the other. So naturally, we fear putting up boundaries with others. We fear that we will lose them and we'll be all alone. And so the version that people get of us is kind of a fake version of who we really are and what we think. But here's the good news. The irony 
of setting boundaries is that we fear it will disconnect us from people, but paradoxically, it actually allows us to be more connected to each other in healthier ways. Boundaries increase our ability to connect with others by giving ourselves space to be our true selves, to honor and respect ourselves, and ultimately to allow for others to be fully themselves and fully responsible for their own decisions as well. And so the kind of connection we get long-term is much more vibrant and healthy and alive. When we have good boundaries with people, we can show up authentically and we don't feel drained by others and trying to fix their problems. Ironically, we fear putting them in place to avoid losing others, but boundaries gives us such better thriving relationships with others. So let's talk about how do you do it? How do you set boundaries? I'm going to give you six tips for making Christmas time a space for thriving through setting those boundaries with your family. Are you ready? Okay. So number one, tune into your feelings. Feelings can help you identify where your limits are. So noticing how you feel matters. Remember emotions, they're just data. They're not directions, but they can tell you where you might be compromising your boundaries. And here are a few signs that your boundaries might be being violated. When you feel taken advantage of, when you feel forced towards something, whether it's an idea or a choice that you feel like you have to make, when you feel stuck between a rock and a hard place, when you feel responsible for someone else's feelings, when you feel like you have no say or power, when you feel bad about stating your opinion, or when you feel guilty when you put limits on something or somebody. These feelings tell you that you aren't feeling safe and you may be feeling smothered and that there needs to be some boundaries put in place so that you can feel more whole, so you don't feel stuck and so that you can really rise up and know that you're powerful that you have power. You're not helpless. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to name your limits. You can't set good boundaries if you're unsure of where you stand. So one of the things you can do heading into this holiday season is to identify your physical and emotional, mental, and spiritual limits. Consider what you can tolerate and accept And what makes you feel uncomfortable or stressed when you get around family? So think about those limits. Would it be more comfortable for you to plan to leave a get-together at a certain time? Maybe no more than two or three or four hours. Would you breathe easier if you rented a car so that you could get away without relying on relatives for transportation? Think through how much contact you want with relatives. What's too much? What's enough? When that one person asks that same annoying question that he always asks, what's going to be your go-to response? What kind of boundaries and limits do you want to place around yourself and what you are willing to accept? Number three, take timeouts. 
as we've talked about before in the podcast, if you're dysregulated emotionally and you're feeling stressed and anxious, you are going to biologically lose your ability to think and you may engage in interaction that is less than helpful. And when we're anxious, we tend to overstep others or are overstepped by others. So let yourself cool off if you feel triggered. Get a space to calm down, regulate your emotions, and then enter back into the space in a more peaceful, thoughtful, grounded way. Give yourself permission to take time. Number four, give up hope of trying to change anyone else. In other words, stay in your hula hoop. Do not try to force change on anyone. And by doing this, you are honoring others' boundaries as well. And you're also getting back your energy that might otherwise be spent on being upset with how you can't believe Aunt Sally has the political beliefs that she has and, and then trying to win her over so that she can see like you see. Get your energy back. If others disagree with your opinion on something, learn to be okay with being misunderstood, with not being agreed with. It doesn't make your perspective wrong. It just makes your perspective different. Again, this is all about staying in your hula hoop. Number five, own your worth. As I said before, a lack of boundaries is a self-worth issue more than anything else. By standing in your true worth, you will feel less needy of others' approval of you, and it will help you avoid that common pitfall of spending your energy trying to earn your enoughness, trying to earn approval from somebody else. Knowing your worth, your enoughness, helps each of us to stand in our own authentic power. Number six, and this is actually a really, really practical piece, and that is rehearse in your mind how you want to show up. So this is exactly as it sounds. I want you to close your eyes and actually imagine scenarios of who you want to be during the holidays. Notice how you look with your head and shoulders tall maybe or that feeling of confidence and compassion with whoever you see. Your ability to be interested in and engaged with others. All of it. Run through it like a, like a recording over and over in your mind. Play that movie over and over. And what this does is it's carving out a neural pathway in your brain that will be easier to access and follow through on the more that you run that scenario in your mind. For more on that, I'd encourage you to check out my podcast that I uh, put out a few weeks ago about changing your brain and changing your life. It goes into depth as to how this works, but... When you're rehearsing, I want you to practice feeling, not just in your mind, but also feeling what it feels like to be confident, to be calm, to be grounded. Feeling what it feels like is really, really important. So you're, you're tapping into actually your body, what it feels like to be confident and loving and kind, even in the midst of people who trigger you. You can also imagine scenarios that you might anticipate that could be triggering for you. 
Um, say there's a certain topic of conversation that you'd rather not engage in. And do the same process of feeling how you want to show up and seeing how you want to react, how you want to, what you want to say, who you want to be in that space can be really, really helpful in actually following through on doing that very thing whenever you show up to your holiday season. And so there you have it, friends. Six steps to creating a more peaceful, connected, and enjoyable holiday season. As a side note, I just want you to know, I want to forewarn you that when you first set a boundary with someone, expect them to push against it a little bit and to react to it, maybe even feel a little bit threatened by it. It's something new and it takes time getting used to, but ultimately, when you stand firm in those limits, the relationship will feel more safe for you and for them, and it will actually lead to a greater connection than you could ever imagine. It just takes a little time. And there is no time, like now, to begin to do something new that leads to new growth and healing and ultimately blooming in your relationships. So try it out. Let me know how it goes. I wish you all an incredibly joy-filled holiday season. Thanks for listening today, friends. As always, be kind and curious.